0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Heart to Heart. I'm Pastor Stephanie.
1: Pastor Michael Rowan, and we are excited that you guys are joining us on this Wednesday so night.
0: Oh, excited. Happy Hump Day. Happy Hump Day. This is your midweek get through.
1: Absolutely. But this past weekend we celebrated
0: Father's Day. Yes. yes. So to all of the dads out there, we hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. I hope you had a good Father's Day. I was
1: ministering and people got saved, so it was a good Father's, good Father's Day. Day. Can I ask you a question, though? How come on Mother's Day, we all go out to eat, restaurants are filled, but on Father's Day, we have to grill?
0: Because I thought all dads like grilling. Well, I'm just
1: saying, you know, let's take the dads out I'm pretty sure.
0: How many of you took your dads out for (laughs) dinner on Father's Day and didn't make him grill? Dad probably
1: had to grill, but anyway. Maybe
0: he got a grill and then he (laughs) wanted to use the grill.
1: That could be it.
0: Maybe that's how it worked.
1: Could be. But (laughs) honestly, we hope all of you had an incredible weekend honoring your dads, fathers. We live in a fatherless generation, so for those dads that are out there, just... Really leading the way, being the priest of your home, uh, honoring and being uh, an incredible husband to your wife and father to your children. We say awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we have been talking for the last few weeks about uh, compatibility, picking the right partner, relationships. We've been talking to single folks. We've been talking to married folks. We've been talking to divorced folks about tips biblically about how you can have a lifelong partner and it'd be an incredible relationship. Before we get into everything Tell them to share, share, share.
0: Yes. Right now. If you're on Facebook Live, there is a share button. Click that. You can even do a host or like a watch party. I know a lot of you guys are doing that. Thank you so much. That way all of your friends can join us when you post it as a watch party. Y'all can all talk together and comment together. Um, You can also catch us obviously on YouTube and iTunes, our podcast. So maybe you're listening right now and you're like, I'm not watching. Roku TV. Yes. Uh, So Yeah like it share it save it subscribe to it all that good stuff yes lots of valuable relationship stuff we're talking about over the last several weeks and we're going to continue for a few weeks more
1: absolutely so as many of you know we have our national ministry Uh, we do comedy nights we do men's conferences women's conferences crusades revivals events and we're very, very, uh, which, uh, I guess, in the public eye on social media. We have our public figure page, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Heart to Heart, YouTube, podcast, all those things that Steph was talking about. And a lot of you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And so all the time, people it seems, seems to me that people are always asking us about our relationship, about, about our marriage. Uh, man, you guys seem so in love. Man, I want to I wanna find a spouse like you guys have. I mean, what would you just, before we get into this, this is just from us off yeah. the top of our head. You know, what would you say is the secret? Because let's just face it, what they see on social media is not always reality. Right. But we're constantly having people tell us, just love the way you guys demonstrate, you know, your love publicly for one another. And I hope one day I have a marriage just like you. What would you tell people like that?
0: So, honestly, this is gonna seem like you're probably gonna be like, what? Okay, but. <laughs> probably. Probably gonna be like, oh, what did you say? <laughs> um, so, we, we don't always get along. We don't? We don't always, we, Folks, we, we have some we, fights. We, yeah, we sometimes. Um, yeah. So, I would say the key to, um, I think, a happy relationship or what you guys see in us is um, forgiveness. And I mean that not that we're constantly needing like, you know, yeah. he's not constantly messing up, but <laughs> when he does, you need to offer forgiveness. And then it, it, I don't know, we just resolve things fast. I think a lot of couples when they have, cause there's going to be issues in all relationships and people are going to fight and have disagreements. Um, but I think a lot of... Stop
1: it. <laughs> funny, I, I think it's just a day. Okay, folks, in the last few days, I've been in Reno, Nevada, New York City, Denver, Colorado, uh, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Uh, I was just in uh, Brownfield, Texas, just right outside of Lubbock. Uh, got home. I've been gone, what, 10, 12 days
0: <laughs> and I got home,
1: like, literally today. And What were you even talking about? We were in the closet, and we were just... I don't
0: know, we were. we were talking... I don't know, there was just... Going back and forth I think, say, like, we just hadn't slept a lot or something, and I remember I just said...
1: Don't you have a trip to go on? Just go
0: back on the road. Like, it's so much nicer <laughs> when you're not here. Like...
1: <laughs> so that's the secret right there, folks. Husbands take trips <laughs> frequently. Trips. No, but... To give your wife some I'm, space.
0: All right, so in forgiveness, I just mean... There's gonna be things that happen. You're not always gonna disagree. You're gonna have little spats in the closet first thing in the morning. But I think if you let that grow and you don't talk about it and you you keep apart, resentment builds up, hurt feelings build up, um, and you can just start to you know I know so many couples that after a fight they don't make up, they don't forgive each other, they All don't right, hold on they to it for days, they don't let it go. And I feel like we we've gotten so good. I'm not that we were the best at this year <sighs> one, but we were just we're just so good at like and eh, like dust off the shoulder like okay so we had a spat or we had a disagreement or you know something happened and we just we forgive each other and we move on we it's don't definitely like-
1: resolved a lot quicker lately i remember i think it was our first year of marriage and you've told this story before i don't think we've ever told it on heart to heart but i was always dead serious about don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't ever go to bed angry. And I would tell you that now. Don't ever go to bed. And remember, I used to be like so militant about that. One night we were arguing. This was early on in our marriage. We were arguing one night, and I was not going to go to bed angry. And she's like, "Well, I'm going to bed." And I just was like, "No, I'm not." Doing I walked, walked around the entire house. I walked around the house till like four o'clock in the morning, literally just. Just him up and down was just walking around, just groggy and just completely incoherent. And finally, what it was like about four o'clock in the morning, you're like, come out, just come to bed. And I was like, all right, we got it done. So, I you mean, know, hey, you got to do whatever you got to do, right?
0: Yeah. But that I guess that would be my answer is I think, you know, we're just, we're very quick now and we're good at forgiving each other and getting back into like a happy place. And I think that's why people see us on social media all the time. We, we get along great, we, we're very happy, but that's not to say we don't have our little things almost, you know, I would say multiple times a week, but we're quick to get over that and move on and just be back to being best friends. I think
1: so. My answer probably kind of leads us into our lesson tonight. Wow, <laughs> I really didn't mean it like that. But uh, the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse eight says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, Now the other person, as long as as possible, if it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. So I think that we've done really well in our marriage and our relationship to adapt, to make sure that we're adapting to one another. In other words, you can't always depend upon the other person in the relationship to make the change. I can't always wait for you to say, I'm sorry, Uh, sometimes you know. (laughs) You know, we've even said, wow, I always want to say I'm sorry first. And and maybe you're watching tonight and uh, again share this with people that need to say they're sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, you adapt. You be the one to be willing to make the changes. And sometimes that helps in compatibility. That helps in making a relationship strong. If you're both willing to adapt, if you're both willing to work at this, and I think that we do that. Folks, a relationship and a healthy marriage does not come naturally. We are selfish and our DNA. Yeah. I don't know anybody that just always just naturally wants to put someone else's wants and needs and desires above their own. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Bill Hybels wrote a book many years ago called Descending into Greatness. Uh, and it, the whole concept was number two is number one. In other words, being being the person to... To put the other person's needs in front of yours, that makes an incredible marriage. If my ultimate goal is to make her happy and to always be the one to make sure that she's, you know, first place, then that's going to be a healthy marriage. You Want to know why? Because if you're doing the same thing, you're both trying to have the other person be first. Yeah. And the other person is always isn't always trying to get their way, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they say marriage takes work. You're working on yourself, um, I think more than you know. You're working on your spouse. I think when and, and my prayer when, when we got married was God use Michael to grow the qualities in me that you need to grow. And and you know there was a lot of things that he's helped me become. And you and me, right? And but I've 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 decided there's so many things I can't make him do anything. I can't change him. The only thing I can yeah.
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> You make me do stuff here and there. (laughs) I
0: mean, I can't change like who you are. Exactly. Only only he can change who he is. And so I can change my response. I can change my attitude. I can change my emotions. I can change how I react um, instead of trying to make you respond a certain way. So a lot of it's self-work when you're in a marriage.
1: Yeah. So again, the concept here is you're always adapting. That's what helps compatibility. You can take two people that absolutely are the most opposites, and still be compatible as long as you're adapting to one another. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is emotional maturity. Uh, you know, ooh, We could make a whole lesson out of this tonight. We're not going to do that. But uh, well, let me just say this. I love the Bible because it's so frank and it's so honest. I'm giving you the living translation tonight because it says it the best. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 5 says, Are you immature? Learn to be mature. <laughs> and then it says, Are you foolish? Learn to have sense. Boom. Mic drop. We we can literally end tonight's lesson right there. I want to say it again. Are you immature? Learn to be mature. Are you foolish? Learn to have sense. So in other words, the Bible is saying there, are you stupid? Don't be stupid. In your relationship, don't be stupid. It's pretty clear. Are you selfish? Don't be selfish. Are you immature? Don't be immature. And 99%, babe, I believe of marriage problems can be solved with two words. Grow up. Mm -hmm. There's so much immaturity in relationships and there could be compatibility. There could be joy. Uh, There doesn't have to be mood swings and bad attitudes and, you know, sterility in a home. There can be uh, fertility and and happiness. I think our home ought to be a place where things bloom and blossom and bud and grow.
0: I think so many marriages, it's almost like when they react, um, they they almost like downgrade into like teenage behaviors, you know, like like
1: holding their breath, <gasps> <laughs> yeah,
0: or you know, like I got to get my way and I'm gonna hold out or I'm gonna make you do this or I'm gonna withhold this until I get what I want or you know, like not letting your husband do certain things or not letting your wife do certain things or being controlling or being jealous or you know, all those things that sleep are, it's, on the
1: couch, sex it, is a weapon, so silent treatment, just
0: high. I feel like it's back into high school, That's like crazy. just very immature. And I feel like as you. Um, you mature in your marriage and yourself and your Christianity, like you need to learn. It's, it's almost like learning how to control yourself and your emotions and your feelings and your responses. Maybe think before you speak, maybe um, think after you feel something, make sure you're not just reacting on emotion. Right. Um, there's just a lot of things I think that, week as 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 we mature need to it's not just about how old you are but like how do you handle yourself and your relationship is a lot about maturity
1: i think if you have two people that are constantly insisting on their own way uh basically they're operating out of their own insecurities not wanting to budge an inch that marriage is going to die and so in my opinion honestly immaturity is the number one reason for incompatibility. I don't think it's incompatibility, I think it's immaturity.
0: And I think immaturity is selfishness. I think you can sum up that if someone's immature, they are probably selfish in 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 their wants and their desires because they're not giving anything. It's all about what I want, what I need. But how do
1: we how do we overcome that because again, like I said a moment ago, we are selfish by nature. Right. So it it I guess it leads us into our next point. It takes effort not to be what we really are deep down inside right there's nothing you know I, 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 why do we always go where you want to go to eat you know but no I'm saying I was this is <laughs> hypothetical <laughs> okay why why do we always have to why do we always get your way Why do you, you always get to pick this and why do you you always get the remote control and why do you you always pick this and, and, and you know and it's it, it's it's got to be one of those times and we pick our battles right There's times where, you know, I I take a few for the team because I want to take a few for the, you know, when you take a few for the team, hey, I'm going to watch that chick flick so you'll watch that game five of the championship or.
0: And that's what I think it is all about give and take. So, you know, you may be set in your own ways. Like girls, you may only like, you know, certain movies, chick flicks or comedies or, you know, whatever it may be. And you may not want to go watch the newest action movie. Thank God you have a man that kind of digs a chick
1: flick every now and then. But
0: if you don't and your man only wants to watch like sports or action, like that's not fair
1: either no
0: like you you take you go see something they want and then you you give and take like so you'll come see something I want they go see something you want and I think that's with in all choices with food and with anything that you're making a decision on instead of always getting your way sometimes give your spouse their way and if you're both doing that then you're both winning
1: it takes energy it takes hard work uh I don't care how compatible that two people are—you don't have everything in common. No. There's nobody that has every single thing in common, so it. What it, a it boring take, marriage. That oh would be. my God! We're all like snowflakes. Every snowflake <laughs> is different, right? You put snowflakes <laughs> together, it's beautiful. But if you look at them individually, every single snowflake is different. Uh, you can have two people that are completely different, but if they if they work on it, if they adapt to one another. If they have <laughs> maturity, then it can be a beautiful thing. What are you thinking <laughs> of that you're laughing at?
0: Nothing. We're snowflakes. (laughs)
1: We are. We're snowflakes. (laughs) Romans 14 and 19 says, Let us agree to use our energy in getting along with each other. Man, y'all, these are not... The Bible's on point tonight, y'all. I'm telling you, share this. Make sure that you're commenting tonight if you're watching right now. It says, let us agree to use our energy in getting along with each other, helping each other with encouraging words. Don't drag each other down by finding fault. That scripture right there, tattoo it on your forehead Romans 14 and 19. (laughs) Encourage one another, use encouraging words. Don't drag each other down by finding fault. Let's just face it, we only have a certain amount of energy in our lifetime to work on relationships. Yeah. So
0: And honestly, so much energy is used not on your relationship, but you use it on your kids, you use it on your job, you use it on your to-do list. There's nothing left for your spouse. There's nothing left for your spouse. And then, if you're not getting along, I'm telling you fighting or being in disagreement uses so much energy because not only like it takes so much energy to fight and be angry like I think every muscle in your body gets Mm -hmm. tense so you're using so much energy then it's emotional energy too when you're hurt or you feel like you've been I don't know betrayed or you're stressed out like it's just so much and it's negative energy and it weighs you down it makes you feel tired and lethargic, and you just sort of you're like ugh. So you know? the bottom
1: line is, you can use your energy in your life for negative reasons or for positive reasons. Let me say this: this is not in our notes and and what we're talking about tonight. But I just want to say it because you just kind of touched on it. Uh, moms, especially moms, dads too, but moms. It's not fair for you to treat your children better than your spouse. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't dig these relationships where once there's children in the mix, the husband takes a back seat. Yeah. Uh, and you can comment on that if you want to. We can argue about it if you want to. But I'm just serious. I do not dig it when husbands seem to all of a sudden become like an mm-hmm. afterthought once there's children in there. Your husband is your priority. Husbands, your wife is your priority. Listen, those children entered into your life. You didn't enter into theirs.
0: And, and here's the thing, moms. I'll talk to the moms too. Let if, you, if you're doing this and you're giving all of your attention and affection to your kids and your husband's getting... You know, push to the side. What happens when your kids grow up and get their own life and move on? Then you've got to try to reconnect with this person. Yeah. You've the ignored. The person you've
1: isolated. Yeah. Now what are you going to do? Now, boom. <laughs> uh huh. Everybody's gone. Now you got a crappy marriage. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> use your energy to either fix the problem or fix the blame. It's the bottom line. You can use uh, your energy to resolve or reconcile. Uh, you know, or retaliate. You know, am I going to use my energy to retaliate or am I going to use my energy in our relationship to reconcile with you? So it's all about where you're using your energy. So if you really want to have a good marriage, if you really want to have a strong, compatible partner, then start, uh, you know, uh, or stop finding fault. Stop criticizing. Stop spending energy on, uh, you know, saying why it's their fault and why it's their blame. You know, I'll just say this. I can't always say, well, that's your problem. No, it's my problem too. The Bible yeah. says a two shall become one, and we got a lot of marriages out there where they're like, "Well, that's your problem. That's not my problem." No, if she's got a problem, I've got a problem. If I've got a problem, you've got a problem, right? Why? Why do people isolate and say, "Well, you know, good luck"? I, I can't because do that.
0: people are selfish and they don't. They don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to take ownership. They don't want to share in in anything um, that's uncomfortable or discomfortable, or they just don't want to have any part of because. Like I said, we're selfish by nature, and to have a happy marriage, you have to learn to overcome your selfishness and and give and take, and that's in sharing everything with your spouse. What
1: would you say to the person that might be saying right now, watching the program tonight, well, uh, you know, after you've said all this, now I'm feeling like, you know, I married the wrong person, so should I get a divorce since I married the wrong person? First of all, you, that was you, the
0: stupidest question I've ever heard. Well, literally. people think
1: that though. They think I've made some mistakes, now I've married the wrong person. What do I do? We've covered this before. Once you have married them,
0: that is God's will for your life, that's God's and will you for your work life. it out. So, this is when you can start fresh. There's nothing wrong if you've had a bad marriage up to this point, or you think you've married the wrong person that is the person you were supposed to marry because you married him and that's who God is going to bless because that's the choice and the will for your life. So there's nothing wrong with starting fresh, taking your spouse. Even if you have to start over and go see a counselor, we are all for marriage counseling. Yeah,
1: we'll actually talk about that. In a
0: few yeah, minutes. all for it. So get a, get an outside perspective. Take your spouse, say Let, like let's start fresh, like let's get to know each other. Let's start this relationship over. A marriage conference, um, there's some great ones, the one, yeah. some great ones we've been to. Um, but invest something into your marriage?
1: Um, I I think once you marry that person, instead of running from problems, instead of fixing blame, start saying, God, what do you want me to do now? Now that I'm in this marriage, now that I've made a part of this covenant, you know, what do I do? And the the truth is that it's not always incompatibility. It's a lack of effort. It's a Mm -hmm. lack of adapting. And so I think a lot of us just need to realize maybe I've just got poor relational skills. You know, um, and and I need to work on that. We're supposed to learn growing up relational skills. You know, you were raised a certain way. I was raised a certain way. And a lot of times we're not taught, you know, a lot of us grew up in dysfunctional homes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a culture today where there's a lot of dysfunctional homes, a lot of dysfunctional families. And so a lot of people, they, they didn't learn how to deal with anger properly they didn't learn how to express their feelings they didn't learn how to resolve conflict they didn't learn how to communicate and so a lot of people say well well, we're incompatible no you just haven't learned the right skills yet we had to learn how to relate to one another because we didn't grow up the same right
0: No, absolutely, and you know that's why they say like the first year of marriage is the hardest.
1: If you can make, like, if you can make it
0: past that, no, but seriously, your first few years of marriage take a lot of work. Um, because you're, you're joining with someone where you were raised differently, uh, you, you grew up differently, you have different habits, you have different ways of relating to each other, you have different ways of expressing your emotions. And so you, you now enter into the same household and you're living together now full time. And, you know, you're going to have clashes all the time and you've got to figure out how to get through those things and how to relate to one another. And that's why marriage, your first work is so, your first year is so much work. Mm-hmm. Cause you're you're getting through that. And and as you get further along down the line of marriage, like it gets easier. It's not always like hundred percent perfect, but you just, you've learned each other. You've learned how to relate, you learn how to forgive. Right. And you know, it gets easier the longer you go, but those first few years you got to fight through it. And so like, if you've had um, a bad marriage up to this point, like start fresh, but you're starting fresh now with like, you're newlyweds again like you've got the work to do to right. to make it right
1: and so where can you learn all those things in church and that's why we say all the time Get your butts in, church. Find a place where you can learn some of these things that maybe you didn't learn growing up. If you go to a place of worship, that's where you learn skills like listening and sharing, caring, learning how to deal with confrontation. Uh, You know, I would tell you, man, and we gave those statistics two weeks ago, you know, like 1,100 marriages, you know, uh, what was it, like 20 out of every 1,100 marriages, uh, when those people went to church, and it was just astronomically off the scales, if the Christ wasn't in the center, they weren't going to a house of worship. Yeah. And so th- that's why we tell you, you know, get the heart to heart, find podcasts, get on YouTube, fill fill your life, fill your marriage with the Word. And I'm telling you, your chances of having a successful, healthy, joyful marriage go way, way up. Yeah. So there are two, I want to get this in before we're done tonight, there are two basic uh, what I call uh, common errors in looking for a life partner. Uh, I've been guilty of these. I don't know if you have or not. You'll have to chime in. But there are two uh, errors in looking for someone that you want to spend your life with, finding the love of your life. One is called the Hollywood Error. And the other is called the heavenly error. We're going to talk about the Hollywood okay. error that uh, that goes like this. Well, it's 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 all Dr. <laughs> it's romantic feelings. It's it's the stuff you see in the movies. You you go out to a party or you go to some enchanted evening and you see someone across the room. <laughs> your eyes lock, and all of a sudden there's butterflies. And your pulse goes up. You get a quiver in your liver. <laughs>
0: Your liver? You never got a quiver in your liver? <laughs> I don't have my liver. Anyway, <laughs> all
1: these... And, and, and you get that emotion and you think, this is the one. This is the one I'm supposed to marry. <laughs> wrong. That's a Hollywood error. It all looks good in a 90-minute chick flick and a romance novel. But that's sexual attraction. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've had people come to me and say, well, you know, I just... Whoever God wants to give me, whatever. Oh, please, come on. There's got, <laughs> there's got to be some sexual attraction, right? There's got to be, there's got to be a physical attraction. Yeah, of course. But, it shouldn't
0: be the only thing, though. <laughs> correct.
1: And the Hollywood error is that you're gonna fall in love, and you're gonna see this person. There's gonna be a sexual attraction, and and there, there's nothing wrong with sexual attraction. There's nothing wrong with getting uh, attention from another person. Uh, it feels good to be noticed. Uh, you know, when you came in that night, I was attracted immediately on our first date. When you walked into that sushi joint, it's like, wow. liver quivered. My liver may have a little tiny quiver in it. <laughs> <laughs> there was some quivering. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the comments. Please do not comment below on this Facebook Live about quivering livers. But anyway, uh, no, seriously, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it may be love, but it takes more than love. Boom. To make marriage work, it takes more than sexual attraction. It takes a lot more than... Did you know that you could fall in love with someone that you're never supposed to get married to? You, you can have strong feelings and sexual attraction to someone. And there's a lot of people that you could fall in love with that would absolutely be the wrong person. Uh, it takes more than 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 love and those sexual eros feelings to make lust, uh, me- lust yeah. to make the, that's An a evacuation. Hollywood, it's a Hollywood error. The heavenly <laughs> error uh, is that uh, basically we're just going to sit back and the Lord is going to miraculously bring His perfect gift to you. Uh, did you ever do that? Did you ever just go, score? Lord, I'm just going to go to church and pray and read my Bible, and you'll just bring him along.
0: I don't know if I I mean maybe I mean I guess we
1: I said we were both guilty of this
0: yeah I guess so I guess there was that you know that point when I was like I'm not gonna look anymore and he'll just come into my life
1: magically that's the heavenly error yeah
0: silly girl no
1: it's up to us God will direct us as we've said in past weeks. He'll guide us, but uh, to, to just sit around waiting on God to bring Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright into into your life or to ring your doorbell or to magically, you know, send you a message on Facebook. Somebody did that for me. Oh, that was you. Anyway. <laughs> he just
0: lied. I, you did. You sent me a No. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Wait. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Hey, uh-huh. that's all the time we have tonight everybody.
1: Yep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You sent me a friend request, and then I messaged you. Anyway, that's irrelevant right now. What we really want to say is that... It's a heavenly error to think that God is just going to bring this person in your life or all of a sudden you're going to write Mary or Jerry in the clouds. It's never going to happen. It's it's going to be work. It's your choice. It's up to you. So the Hollywood error is, ooh, it's going to be sexual and romantic and that's the one. No, it takes a lot more than that. But the heavenly error is saying, you know, God, God's just going to bring him a lot. I'll just wait on him. He, there's work to yeah. do for, for both the guy and the girl.
0: Absolutely. Agree?
1: I agree. So anyway, guys, that's that's all the ha- time we have for tonight. But please tell everybody about 50 Club and our ministry and, and all the stuff.
0: Yes. So... We just love our 50 Club. If you don't know about the 50 Club, they are our monthly supporters. They not only support Heart to Heart and the podcast and the video cast and everything that goes out, but they are supporters of our national ministry, Michael Rowan Ministries. If you are interested in learning about the 50 Club or becoming one of our partners, you can go to michaelrowanministries.com right there on the front page how to become a 50 Clubber, you can contact us. We've actually had um, a couple new 50 Clubbers join last week. So mm-hmm. we welcome you. We thank you for being a part of our family. We love our 50 Clubbers so much. If you don't want to become like a monthly supporter though, and you just want to make like a one-time donation to help support Heart to Heart or the national ministry, you can do that too on our website. There's texting, there's a give tab, there's lots of different ways that you can give through our website.
1: Yeah, and Guys, when you sow a seed, that is helping with One Child Matters. That's helping... Helping. That's helping. helping with our uh, our comedy nights for outreach, uh, our crusades, our, our, our conferences, all of that. It helps our ministry to continue to zigzag all over this globe. Yeah. Come on, put your hands out like this. Ready? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. We bless you tonight. God bless you.